Hello, and welcome to the 20th episode of my podcast, If the Phrase Fits. I'm glad you made the decision to give it a listen today. Actually, the topic of this episode is decisions. The first idiom about decisions I want to talk about is on the fence. If you are on the fence about something, you can't make up your mind about it. In other words, you are undecided. Let's say you don't know whether to spend all that money on an iPhone or to buy a cheaper brand. You could say, I'm on the fence about buying an iPhone. This is a great idiom. It's very visual. It's easy to picture a person sitting on a fence. It's a metaphor, right? The fence is in the middle of two yards or properties, which of course represents two opposing ideas. If you're on the fence, you don't choose either side or opinion or option. So, what's the origin of this interesting phrase? The sources I've seen all say it comes from the 19th century, with the American Heritage Dictionary of Idioms stating it originated in the early 1800s. Most sites don't say much more than that about it, but one site called GrammarMonster.com specified that it didn't become popular until about 1860. That site also says that it was given a boost by the 1884 U.S. election when some Republicans supported a Democratic candidate. Some people criticize those Republicans as birds sitting on a fence. I guess that's not exactly true, though, as it sounds like those Republicans actually did make a decision. They decided to vote for a Democrat. Eh, that's politics for you. A lot of it just doesn't make any sense. Okay, moving on to our second idiom of this show. No-brainer. No-brainer is a noun, but the phrase is, it's a no-brainer, or something is a no-brainer. Some people get mixed up about the meaning of a no-brainer. They think it means a stupid decision, because a person didn't use his or her brain. No, a no-brainer is a decision that is so easy because the choice is so easy to make. It's so easy that you don't need to use your brain at all. For example, let's pretend you are offered two jobs. One is a great job that is interesting and pays you a lot of money. The other is a lousy job that is boring and low-paying. You wouldn't even have to think about it, right? I checked a few websites to find out about the origin, and the expression doesn't appear to be that old. Some sites, including one called knowyourphrase.com, suggest it might be only about 55 years or so old. The writer of that site says the earliest reference he could find to it is from a newspaper called the Lethbridge Herald in 1968. Lethbridge is a small city in the Canadian province of Alberta. And what was that article about? Hockey, of course. We are talking about Canada here. On a personal note, I used to live fairly close to that Alberta city in another town, another small town, called Medicine Hat. I also used to live in a small Saskatchewan city called Moose Jaw. Cold winters, brrr. Other websites, however, say that that expression dates back further than the late 1960s and that it started in the U.S., not Canada. The site phrases.org.uk, for instance, says it was first used in America in the 1950s, and the earliest example of it being used may be in a cartoon called The Berries. 
Time for the third expression related to decisions. It's, it's a toss-up. Unlike no-brainer, a toss-up is not an easy decision. Rather, when you describe something as a toss-up, you're saying that both options or possibilities are equally likely. Let's go back to that example of smartphones. Now, for some people, buying a particular brand of phone is a no-brainer because they love it so much and they wouldn't purchase any other brand. But let's say that you are trying to choose between two very similar phones. The price is similar, and so are the features and quality. If someone asks you which model you're going to buy, and you don't have brand loyalty, you might say it's a toss-up, meaning you might choose either one. Or maybe two sports teams are very evenly matched. You could say it's a toss-up as who will win. When was this expression first used? The sites I saw say it comes from the practice of throwing a coin into the air and then guessing on which side it will land, heads or tails. Then you use that to make a decision. While some sites say it's unclear when it was first used, at least one site, theidioms.com, is very specific. It states it was first used in 1812. Am I going to believe that? Well, considering that was the only site that I saw that, well, I'd say it's a toss-up. Here comes idiomatic expression number four, the pros and cons. If you examine the pros and cons of something, you look at the advantages, the pros, and the cons, the disadvantages. We do that a lot. We look at the pros and cons of taking a new job, for example. A pro might be a good salary. Well, I hope the salary is a pro. A con could be that the company is a long distance from your home. The origin of this expression is interesting. It apparently comes from a Latin expression, which is pro e contra. That's right. I did look up the pronunciation on the internet. But anyway, it's pretty bad Latin if it is. Anyway, pros and cons is a shortened version of that Latin phrase pro e contra uh, let me do it again pro e contra there i did it again according to wiktionary the latin word pro means or pro means for or on behalf of and contra contra i don't know means against the websites i saw said it dates back to the 16th century hopefully you think there are more pros than cons to listening to my podcast yeah, maybe it's a toss-up. Now it's time for the fifth and final expression of this episode. It's something you use after someone makes a decision. You could use anyway. If they change their mind completely, you can say they flip-flop or flip-flopped. It's often used in politics to criticize a politician for changing his or her mind or position on an issue. For example, and I'm going to put on my politician voice, my opponent is... That's pretty loud. My, I'll get back from the mic. My opponent is always flip-flopping on important issues. How can you trust someone who always changes their mind? If that's too loud, sorry about that. What's the origin of this word? According to an online etymology site that I saw, it started to be used this way around 1900. It notes that the word flop by itself was used to mean changing your mind, especially in politics, starting from 1880. So, there you go, a specific origin story. Wait, not so fast. 
Dictionary.com says it was first recorded around 1655, about two and a half centuries earlier. Hmm, so it's not a no-brainer after all. Again, it's a toss-up, I suppose. Don't confuse this use of the term flip-flop for the use of the word to mean a thin type of sandal, flip-flops. In case you were wondering, that use of the word to mean a sandal started around 1970, according to that etymology website called edimonline.com. Right. Before I get accused of flip-flopping, I'm going to rewind and review. The first idiom we looked at was on the fence, meaning to not make a decision about something or to be undecided. The second was no-brainer where one option is so much better than the others that you don't even have to think about it or use your brain. Like listening to my podcast, right? (laughs) Okay. Anyway, the third expression was a toss-up. If you describe something as a toss-up, you're saying that the options or possibilities are basically the same, could go either way. Then I discuss the pros and cons, or the good and bad points of something. Finally, the fifth term was flip-flop, which can be a verb or noun, meaning changing your mind or position on something. Thanks again for listening to my podcast. If you like, please tell your friends or share the link. And tell them it's a no-brainer whether they should listen to it. (laughs) Thanks also to Zapsplat.com for allowing me to use their music and sound effects library. If you would like to make a comment or a suggestion about an idiom or other expression, please email me at ifthephrasefits at gmail.com.